I want us to become brothers again like we used to be, and for us to find ourselves and bond with each other. Can we agree to that? Opinions vary. All right, guys. It's the first summer in a number of years where there's been a lot of new releases, and I've seen most of them. So I'm actually just curious, what did you think of the summer? Um, what, what hit for you? What worked? Uh, what didn't? Were there any surprises? I also saw most of the most of the big movies this summer. I missed a couple in the early like May releases, I, so I still haven't seen uh, at as of this point Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three or say Disney's Little Mermaid, which were pretty big box office hits. Yeah, I, I um, admittedly uh, did not catch those either, but and I, I still after, have not seen Barbie, so I'll just take myself out of that part of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I saw, but I made sure I saw all the, the some of the other big summer movies. Um, it kind of conformed to my, my expectations in some ways, uh, in terms and of. So like, that means, well, like, what's the what ones? The ones that I thought best. I was going to like, I, I mostly liked. Uh, Oppenheimer for me was the big highlight. Um, I enjoyed, but have reservations about Barbie. Um, I enjoyed, but have reservations about the the seventh Mission Impossible film. Uh, I thought the Flash was garbage, as we did on our podcast. Um, and we talked about Asteroid City. So we've also been able to talk about quite a few of these uh, on the podcast. Um, maybe the biggest surprise for me, because it was so overhyped and I was sort of inclined to be more down on it, was I, I still really look back fondly uh, across the Spider-Verse as uh, one of my favorite films this summer, like as entertainment and uh, a family film. So, so even though, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a movie that's quite you know, um, highly praised, but kind of like in spite of that, you were still surprised. Yeah. You Inside of that, I still liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I've been listening to like the soundtrack and stuff. All the people who thought it was the greatest movie ever made just moved on to thinking Barbie's the greatest movie ever made. So. <laughs> exactly. Because now I, now I can have Spider-Man to myself. <laughs> exactly. Do you also, what's your top, Aaron? Then? Oh, Oppenheimer is far and away the best movie this summer. But um, in terms of these like big releases, there's some other movies that aren't. I'm not going to count as summer movies because they're just indies that I saw happen to see in the summer because that's when they released. But um, I I think Spider Verse might actually be like the other best movie this summer mm-hmm. in that it's just really confident and really um I don't know it was just it's the rare moment where after we saw it we came out of the theater and we we're both me and my wife were like this is the rare superhero movie where I'm interested in invested in these characters and i want to know what happens next to them like where it's i think they set up a cool enough world where i'm like okay i want to see a little bit more and i want to see what happens and because the movie also ends on like a big cliffhanger which is like a very intriguing cliffhanger (laughs) and it's probably the only movies that are dealing with multiverses where it's conceptually interesting but it's also actually like fun and visually like yeah cool what they do with it yeah but like that whole end, I guess you haven't seen it yet, Anton, but there's this like, I haven't, I've where, seen, I finally saw yeah. the first one. So there's this ending, there's this ending that kind of like assembles various of the characters for something that they're going to clearly do in the next one. And I was like, oh, I'm actually excited by like a little team up moment. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny uh, with like superhero movies. I'm just not used, you know, just you, when you thought you were out, they draw you back in. But it's also because Spider-Man's always such a. I find it very easy to be invested in a yeah. Spider-Man movie. I also think that the film's vi- the fact that it's animated and a you know sort of a very idiosyncratic style helps it stand out from you know like it has a confidence of uh, its uh, visual and, and sort of experimental style, if you want to call it that. That 
not a lot of like superhero movies are willing to do. Maybe only like Zack Snyder or someone like that is willing to go that way there with like their their palette and what they're trying to do. Uh, and it's not going to be for everybody, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, the you know I'm still trying to I need to I need to rewatch Asteroid City after our last podcast. But so I also would say like you know Oppenheimer is my favorite of the summer. Um, I'm also wondering if like. I feel like some of my surprises are kind of like um, they're they're a little bit muted in the sense of like I ended up liking Indiana Jones somewhat when I was kind of expecting to really dislike it. And Asteroid City, I kind of didn't like or at least had a very middling view when I sort of just assumed I would like it a bit more. Um, so that was some, some of my responses. Uh, I found Mission Impossible's like probably one of my top of the summer, even though I have huge reservations about the length, but there's just like aspects of that, that I really liked. And I'm just really pleased with like Tom Cruise's and Christopher McQuarrie's um, commitment to like what they're doing with the action and the stunts. Well, the thing about those, that movie is like, is there's just really like, I can, I can quibble with it. And, you know, I didn't rank it as highly on my re-ranking of the mission impossible films and all that, but I don't think there's anything I dislike about well, it. So then the other question. So, um, so my other top film in the summer that I saw, I actually, I saw sound of freedom and I actually thought that's one of my top movies of the year. Um, I think Oppenheimer is better, but it's also a movie that I give kind of like a nine out of 10 ranking. I thought it was like an excellent drama, like very intense. And, um, it's, yeah, I missed it. It was at the princess here locally for a while. Yeah. We had, there's a few cinemas yeah, locally that played it, but it's like, Right? Like you're dealing with like child trafficking and stuff. And because this became kind of like, you know, a politicized film, I feel like it obscures like what actually really works about this film. And I'm working on a piece about this being a movie that's like, it's more than just like kind of a, a statement movie, right? The movie and the filmmakers are obviously concerned with like this, you know, this real life problem. And are, are you trying to use this story to galvanize stuff? on that but setting that aside you're like this is actually a, an interesting made film and for nothing um for the most important reason i just thought is that like, this is a movie that's extremely um interested in controlling how it represents things on screen like you're dealing with trafficking and how that relates to things like pornography and stuff like this so it's a film that like surprisingly it's actually not like a vigilante movie in the sense that we like are supposed to get pleasure from like seeing people taken down and ever there's so many scenes in the film where it like the way it controls what it represents is clearly thought out because it's avoiding or it's trying not to sensationalize things and so overall the tone reminded me a lot of um Denis Villeneuve's earlier sort of thrillers where it's just like it has an overwhelming somber dark like view of things and it's very well shot it has elements of sort of like a Fincher film look to the way it shoots the shadows. And I just, I just thought it was really excellent and really moving. Um, and the, I guess the other movie, um, I'm not sure if we count it as summer, but it was back early in May, but I saw it this summer. Would like Blackberry be a summer movie? Kind of at the very beginning. I don't, I would consider it a spring movie. Ultimately. Okay. I don't know yeah. because it, I feel like Memorial Day well, are, kicks are we, off. Okay, we're saying Memorial Day? Okay. I mean, I know, Guardi but I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy kind of kicks off the summer. Yeah. Because Blackberry was one of the better movies I watched this summer. I I wholeheartedly 
enjoyed and thought it was a really smart movie. Yeah. So I'm I'm very curious about Sound of Freedom. I'm exhausted by the discourse in the in a similar way that I'm exhausted by the Barbie discourse. Like absolutely, I yeah. actually think the discourse isn't doing the film any favors because it's no, you know, on a certain level, it's actually a lot of fun and and all that. But, but it's like also the insistence it's, of making it more than what it is. But it's also the, the reaction of the discourse where you get the the stupid politicization of everything. So you get you know you get Ben Shapiro's weepy forty five minute Barbie hates men video, but then you also get some li- and then on the flip side you get liberals weepy sound of freedom videos and it's just like why are you people such freaks when it comes to mo- like <laughs> can't you just watch the movie like you, you, they haven't even seen it you know that like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the thing it's just about whatever generating the political content to make get the the money but um i'm i'm just curious though anton with with sound of freedom because Am I correct in hearing though that the like the filmmaker of it is like slightly annoyed by the politicization of the narrative around it and like some of Caviezel's like promotion of it? Because I've I've just heard some things where he was like being annoyed about it becoming a bit of a distraction from it as a as a movie. It's possible. I actually um I I in the you know, I couldn't say. I haven't I actually hadn't heard that much about what the about the director because he hasn't really been involved in sort of like some of the promotional stuff. There's one of the, one of the actors um, who plays sort of a supporting character is one of the producers. And I think he's one of the big promotional people in the movie. I think he himself is personally like a, like a, a very wealthy person too. Um, and sort of has helped try to boost the film, but the film has a very, um, because the, f- it's hard because you're like, the film was made like years ago. Yeah. Like not even, not even like a couple of years, like, I, I don't know, maybe like five years ago type thing, like production wrapped up. Hmm. Um, and then it basically just couldn't get released. Um, it was purchased by Disney and Disney did not want to put it out. Um, and then at one point they were trying to like raise funds to just, and then um, the people, right. Uh, Angel Studios, which um makes that the the jesus tv show crowdsource the the chosen oh the chosen then basically bought like the movie to to release it itself yeah i was liking the um the reading about the the paul schrader's like interest in just it as a as a purely like non-studio driven success story i should definitely check out um schrader's comments on it because also it's the kind of movie that um or does actually remind me of like a lot of Paul Schrader's films too, because it's, it's just such like a somber, dark film. And, but what I just find interesting about it, right? Like it's this movie um, could be done in so many different ways. And it, I think it makes the right choices, but yeah, like I don't, I couldn't, I don't actually yeah. know what the, the I was just curious said. because yeah. I know, Cavi- you know, Caviezel's an interesting guy, but he's also a <laughs> kooky dude <laughs> in some yeah. of his comments in public and stuff. And so, um, I don't know if he does it any favors in terms of depoliticizing exactly. some of the commentary around it, but that's just the nature of all these, these things. It is funny how this summer has several big success stories across different like levels of the industry mm-hmm. too. Which makes it in, I mean, which points to kind of just the cinema side of things. This is why this is like the first, this is our return to like what summer movies were, where you would get, you know, you'd be assessing whether the, the big, which of, which of the very big temples was going to be the one or the two that 
that carry the season. What's going to be the underdog, right? So Sound of Freedom is definitely the underdog, right? It's almost made like two hundred million now off of his budget. You know, it's it's one of those movies that has an enormous mm-hmm. production cost to to gross level um and basically spread largely through just like word of mouth and kind of like influencers rather than basically no marketing yeah and like church Um, groups and stuff but then you know but then barbie like put like a what put how much like you know hundreds of millions marketing (laughs) right it Mm -hmm. puts so much into his marketing but it's hugely paid off oh yeah it created an actual cultural event purely through saturation which is interesting in and of itself it's it's the first thing i can remember in a long time where every single mainstream publication media thing was consumed with like a movie whereas it you know it was very much i mean whether this is a good thing or a bad thing like i'll just set that aside but like basically anything that was like related to our sort of corporate legacy media was Barbie consumed for like weeks. Yeah. And it, like, I, it's been like a long time since I remember a yeah. movie like dominating things on that level. Aaron, I'm curious because you see so much more than the rest of us. What, what are one or before, what are one or two uh, other films people should seek out that maybe weren't the blockbusters? <laughs> I mean, some of them aren't really um, worth mentioning. Like, in terms of blockbusters, I did see the uh, so despite the flash, I know you guys did not like it. Like you were very negative on it, and I was kind of mixed on it. But the movie that I found more disappointing was Fast X. I actually thought it was like because of how much oh, I really? like some of the other Fast yeah. and Furious movies, I was just like, this is. I I was is so annoyed by the, the fact that the movie just ended. No, it's the worst. It's it's the worst one. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the movie just ends. And it's not like compared to Spider-Verse where I'm like, oh, I'm pumped for like what the next one could be. I was just, I was actually baffled in the theater. I like sat there and I was like, did that just end? Like, <laughs> like it, there's they no literally like, cut structure. The movie in half, yeah. It's just like, yeah, you just like took a machete and you cut it. Like, <laughs> um, no. So, but I saw some of the smaller movies too. Like I, in our preview episode, I mentioned past lives and uh, this kind of, debut feature by Celine Song and it's about like a Korean woman and her Korean American woman and her like relationship with her like childhood sweetheart who like it connects with it's connects with them every like 10 years so it's like they it's them as child ch- children and then it catches up and they reconnect via Skype and then it's them like now and it's just these tiny little moments and it's almost like the entire before trilogy condensed into like one movie no, but it's no. one of those films that's a little more like conceptually interesting than it's good. It's just like it's one of those films that um, so many, I think, film fans, especially film people who are like into understated drama, love the idea of a movie like implicating something. But you're like, no, this movie doesn't really implicate stuff. It kind of just has the characters talk it out in the film. And that's that. So like there's not it's very like tastefully done and actually really good performances, especially from the uh the guy in it the korean actor he's just i don't know he's got like a pretty he's um his name's a uh, uto and his like i don't know he's just got this kind of like puppy dog expression that is really interesting because it's it's like a pained like happiness it's yeah he, his performance is one of the better ones this year and then i also saw the uh, uh nicole holofsner film you hurt my feelings with julia louis dreyfus oh he did which, see it, yeah 
is a fun movie. It's a it's one of those it's filling the void of where like Woody Allen movies used to be in the past where just like, oh, it's an adult comedy that's not it's not like coarse or anything. It's just about adult situations. And it's fun because it's a movie about marital not strife but like a marital problem that's not like about an affair it it, the movie never really doubts that like these characters are like gonna stay married or like love each other and stuff it's just about like what are the like small problems that can Mm. become big problems in a marriage yeah and i thought julie weedrife is she's like the best right in terms of uh female comedians and then um toby tobias menzies is actually like very amusing in it too so but it's it's fun to watch like a 90 minute yeah yeah, movie yeah. that Woody Allen used to give us. <laughs> and then Are you I also catch s- anything else this summer, you guys? Well, I also up? I also saw yeah I also saw Talk to Me, and that's as I said, every year has a horror movie that's worth probably watching just in late August. But um, I don't know if there's anything else. Like I want to catch up with Sound of Freedom. That's kind of the like big summer release that I want to see still. I don't even know what else is really coming until I'm kind of curious about uh, Gran Turismo. <laughs> Oh, actually, no, I, I am. But the movies that I'm starting to get excited <laughs> about is the Neil fall. Neil Blomkamp? What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Orlando Bloom. Oh, man. <laughs> Rewatching the Pirates movies this summer, I'm like, Orlando yep. Bloom's awesome. Why don't we never gave that guy's props? Oh, uh, Anton, is there anything you? No, like, I, there wasn't much else that I'd seen. My bo- like, my boys uh, with my wife saw Ninja Turtles and they liked it, but like, I, I can't speak to whether it's actually good or not. The animation I, looked cool. Yeah, like I, there, you know, I, um, it just didn't work out for me to see it, but it looked interesting. And because I'd recently rewatched uh, the live action Ninja Turtles, the first one is a legitimately solid, actually, very good movie. Uh, the other two, not, not so much, but still fun. <laughs> but, you know, but I was intrigued by the animation style. Um, I, I think Jackie Chan is Splinter, and I feel like I don't know what to make of that. Like that sounds of, like cultural issue. Yeah, there. I just feel like <laughs> blending, trying to blend together like China, Japan. That you feel no, like, no, no, like no, the same thing they did in remaking the Karate Kid, but it's kung fu. Yeah, no, like I just feel like, in given the history and the the societies, you're like, I'm not sure what you should do that. But yeah, <laughs> but it's overall, it's it has felt like an actual real summer, which is nice. Yeah, you go to the movie theaters, they're full. I went to you know going to see Talk to Me. It was sold out every single seat. And it's just like, that's weird. It's August, but people want to go to the movies. So unrelated then to the moment, but last question. This summer, is there an old movie that you watched that you are like, wow, I'm finally glad I caught up with this. Again, it has no relevance to whether, you know, um, our actual time period. But is there any like discovery you came across? I've watched so few f- movies this summer. Honestly, it's just I don't know. I've just been busy with other stuff. Well, you've seen oh, you've seen basically all yeah. the new. All yeah, the but that's after, all. That's like all I've seen. <laughs> yeah. After I finished the uh, the big summer movies, seen like uh, you know Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, Barbie. Um, I kind of went on a, a week where I just did a bunch of what I call like kind of like dad movies, like real guy. Maybe after Barbie, I had to really like invest in like masculinity. I I, I, uh, I rewatched Heat because I also at out at camp re- read uh, Michael Mann's Heat 2. Oh, yeah, yeah the novel, right? Which is great. And you said they're, um, they're making a movie? Uh, yeah, he says he's going to make it as the next movie after Ferrari. Um, I, I watched Clint Eastwood's Tightrope, based partly on Aaron's uh, review of that. And then I uh, revisited Assault on Precinct 13 because I always need some John Carpenter. But 
you know, of an old movie that was new to me that I watched was uh, John Huston's The Misfits, which was uh, on Criterion in July. And I oh, yeah. Yeah. really, really liked that. It's a great cast. It's Marilyn Monroe and Clark Gable, both their last film. It's written by Arthur Miller, her husband. Mm. But I was more especially struck. I mean, they're both very good, and especially Monroe. She's great at the end of her career there. But uh, Eli Wallach is really great in that. He plays kind of this like character Guido. He's like kind of like, as I said in my letterbox, he's, he kind of sets the template for every uh, Joe Pesci character <laughs> in the future, yeah. the kind of little Italian guy with a chip on his shoulder. And then um, also uh, Montgomery Clift, who I hadn't, I hadn't watched a lot of his movies. He's really great in that as well. Hmm. So it's a kind of a neo-Western el- elegy for the Western set in the, you know, late 50s, early 60s and uh, in Reno, Nevada. Oh, cool. and, yeah. My big finally, finally saw is uh, finally watched Dog Day Afternoon. And I feel like it it's one of those movies where you're like, it's kind of on the obvious list of when you're watching like 70s movies. And for some reason, I just never watched it. It was leaving Criterion. I was like, I just got to finally watch this. And it's basically what I expected. It, it's a very good movie. Um, Pacino, you know, delivers... It's it's actually a great Pacino performance, but it's also it's people are right that it's sort of um, it's the most of the 70s performances that's leaning towards where he goes later in his career because it's like the most volatile given also like, you know, right, like it's a a hostage (laughs) hostage bank, you know, bank robbery situation. But like so it gives him you're starting to see him right. this is this is not, you know. The understated Michael, you know, in in The Godfather, where you're like, oh, that's Pacino, you're, but like mm-hmm. it's starting to have him like blow up, and like when he's like walking out in front um, of the, <laughs> he's walking out in front of the the bank and like trying to like work the crowds up. You're like, oh, this is like this is like the classic Pacino of sort of like 80s, 90s, where it's just like, ah, ah, you know, like, like shouting at people. I like, 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 I love Heat. I love it, love it, love it. It's such a great film. But like Pacino's bordering on like so over the top. Like some of the lines, like I was thinking <laughs> yeah. that one was like, I told you, baby, when we started this, that you were going to have to share me with all the freaks. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the classic so for that, honestly. Especially when, with Neil McCauley being like this like stone-faced kind of like. When I watched yeah. Scarface with my wife once she was like <laughs> like i feel like she didn't think, like she was like this is movies taken seriously <laughs> i was like this movie's great but like it is like so so over the top in everything and pacino's performance is insane but yeah no but like it's the it's the, it's the originator of that and then right um yeah it's just it's it's just if you haven't seen it it's just it's just pure hollywood in the 70s so definitely worth checking out that it's got john Cazale. yeah and he only made a few movies movies. (laughs) only did great movies and basically was nominated for almost every movie right the movies were all nominated for best picture that's the thing it's like the most brilliant like minor career tragically short career but like you know it's the best you could have for a short career well on that note thanks for listening and check us out next week Goodbye, Mr. Bond. I bid you farewell.